Good evening and welcome to another episode of the San Antonio Soccer Roundtable. we got a couple of special guests with us this evening, uh, a coach I've been looking forward to talking to for a, a long time now. Uh, joined tonight by uh, Coach Edward Carty from Central Catholic and defender Luis Sayen. Welcome, you guys. Thank you for joining me this evening. How are you doing tonight, Coach? Very well. Thanks for having us. We appreciate the coverage uh, that you guys provide for soccer in the city. It's awesome. Absolutely. No, we're happy to do it. I'm always happy to talk to you. You're one of the first uh, people I really met involved in the uh, soccer scene here in San Antonio and just always been impressed by your soccer IQ everywhere I go within the city. Anytime I mention your name, no, no, everybody has nothing but good things to say about you. So uh, the, the pleasure is all mine. And uh, Luis, a senior there, graduating this year, uh, going on to play at St. Mary's University, uh, captain for the squad this year. Welcome this evening, man. Uh, what's your schedule been like a little bit now as far as training goes and stuff like that now that the high school season's over? Um, as of right now, I'm kind of just working on my own, just working to see what I can do and improve as well. Gotcha. Now, um, I wasn't sure where did you play uh, kind of uh, at a club level or whatever growing up primarily here in San Antonio? Um, so while growing up, I played for Lone Star Soccer Club. I was on the premier team growing up, and then I stopped playing around junior, senior year. For and just focused primarily on playing there at Central Catholic? Yes, sir. Gotcha. Well, with a coach like that in front of you and everything, I can understand why. Um, you know, I definitely want to get into uh, talking to you a little bit more and everything and uh, want to highlight kind of the success that you guys had this season. Uh, I know it all started kind of at the beginning with that North Texas Elite Showcase that you guys participated in. Coach Carty, was this the first time that you guys played in that tournament? It's a relatively new tournament is my understanding, correct? Yes, it's been around for a few years. And, you know, Coppell High School um, won a couple of state championships. If you go back uh, a few years and, and as their program came to prominence, um, they started hosting this tournament and it's begun to attract more and more um, of the top high school teams that play winter season from around the country. And um, Coach Chad Rakestraw, who um, was at Coppell and now is at Marcus High School, um, has led the event. And two years ago, he invited our team um, after we had a really successful run and um, we weren't able logistically to, to fit it into a schedule that had already been built for that upcoming year. But thankfully, we had another strong season last season. Um, the invitation remained open on their part. And so we were really excited to go up there and, and test ourselves against, you know, top ranked teams uh, nationally from all across Texas, from California. And then uh, Mississippi and, and Louisiana were also represented. Uh, really a, a fantastic event and very neat to see the similarities and the differences between the style of play um, of high school soccer in those different states. Absolutely. One of the questions I get asked all the time, you know, is who has better soccer, Texas or California? And I feel like that question is always debatable, right? Like that's the million dollar question is, is who has the better squads? Luis, what was it like um, at the beginning of the season, just playing in a tournament of that caliber and against teams of that caliber? How did that prepare you kind of moving into the season? Well, really, it was just a great experience being able to play against top tier teams. It really helped us to see what it's like to be top tier and 
it showed what we had on the team and the heart we had, the skill we had, really just brought us together. Yeah, and that was a, an early victory for you guys, uh, defeating Cathedral 3-0 to zero there in the championship. And uh, kind of, I feel like, brought you guys a lot of attention, uh, both here locally and, and almost on the national scene with the uh, ranking and stuff like that, that they kind of bumped you guys up over uh, Loyola after that victory and uh, really brought a lot of attention to your program that I feel like is well-deserved that, that, you know, not that you need the accolades, not that that's what you do it for, but it's always nice to see the boys get to, you know, celebrate some of their success. Uh, was it tough, Luis, to kind of maintain your focus at that point? What was it like? Because you've been, you know, now this was your third year as a state champion. You'd already won two state titles there in TAPS. Was it even more elevated? Did you feel like you had even more pressure on you to perform? Well, really, uh, the way that I see it, I take it game by game, and really I try to keep my, um, I guess, focus in no matter what the game is, no matter what the scene is. I always try to focus the same, focus as if it's the last game I play. So really I try to bring that to the team as well, and we're able to do that and come out with victories. And a lot of victories you guys have come out with uh, over the course of the season now. Um, you know, you yourself have been accepted to uh, go walk on there. You're recruited to go play at St. Mary's. You'll be playing at the next level. Um, you have another player, Bacho, who's going to D1. Where is he going to play at, uh, Coach Carty, next season? So Angel Bacho is uh, accepting a scholarship offer at the University of North Carolina at Greensboro. Um, to play Division One soccer there, and um, it, I'm thrilled for him to have that opportunity. UNCG um, is a program on the rise that competes in a really tough conference in, in a great soccer region of the country, and, um, you know, I think Angel's going to do fantastic there. Yeah, that's exciting. I was just about to say that's a tough area to go play. Uh, definitely known for their soccer teams up there. Um, and also Jose Gallegos, you know, was another story that um, I know people are going to be familiar with, obviously, him playing now with the first team um, for San Antonio FC. You know, what, how cool is it for a kid like that? I'll, I'll defer to you, Luis, because you probably got to see this kind of firsthand, him to kind of continue out his high school, you know, career playing and everything, but also getting to train and, and hopefully play with the uh, starting 11 there for San Antonio FC. Well, really, you can't help but to feel relieved. He definitely deserves it. He's one of the best players I've been able to play with, and it's great to see him rise in the ranks like that. Absolutely, and I know education is something that's very important to you, Coach, um, you know, with your involvement there at Trinity University and, and you know, everything else. Um, it feels like there's so many teams popping up kind of here in San Antonio and stuff like that with the UPSL teams now, and there's so many different paths for players to choose to play at the next level. Uh, what's your recommendation like with Jose, you know, signing that academy contract, maintaining his eligibility? How important is it for you for these kids or to you for these kids to kind of keep that into consideration? Well, it's very important to me, but you know, Scott, it was important to Jose. That was one of the things that he really wanted was to make sure that he would be able to, to graduate from Central Catholic and to have the option available of, of pursuing higher education after this upcoming year. And, you know, I'm sure he's going to have lots of opportunities to do that and we'll see what, what he decides. But 
there are you know many paths to professional in American soccer now, which is a very uh, new phenomenon, really still emerging, as you said. Um, and I think that it's important for players um, who have enough talent that they are presented with the opportunity to potentially join one of these professional or semi-professional teams at a, at a high school age to give consideration to how much playing time they're actually going to receive and when they would have a realistic opportunity of figuring into first team football, whether or not they are at that level, but not necessarily receiving as high of a caliber of instruction because they're still developing as players. And so they need to be in a good developmental environment. The challenge of playing against, you know, older seasoned professionals is obviously going to accelerate that developmental process, but you still need to be under a good teacher of the game. Sure. Uh, and then I think you also have to, to give consideration to the, the financial aspect and every family's coming from a very different situation. And so that's going to be a reason for some players um, to go pro earlier. And it's going to be a reason for other players to maybe hold off because, you know, even if, you don't get injured and your professional career lasts until you're 40. If you don't have your education, what are you going to do after you retire? And of course, that's a best case scenario. The average professional career is much shorter than that. Sure. And what is your compensation going to be? And a lot of these leagues, you know, many of these players, even if it's not labeled semi-pro, are, are still holding second jobs outside of, of playing for the first team got a ton of respect for that, of course. Uh, it's awesome to, to see people make those kind of sacrifices to pursue their dreams. And I think that, you know, is an aspect of, of a thriving soccer culture here in America that we should be proud of. But I also think young players have to realistically think about, are they better off playing college soccer and then trying to go into the draft? There's no easy path. But if they have enough talent to be selected at that age, then I think those are things that they should consider because some of the um, lower level teams that they might have an entry point to at that stage of their careers may or may not financially be the best decision if they take a broader perspective on it. No, that's, I mean, that's some great advice right there, you know, um, just for all players together. Um, I'm, I'm curious, Luis, because uh, the first time I, I kind of met Coach Carty, uh, you know, he looks really young and everything. And it, we were at a restaurant. And he was kind of just sitting at a table with all the players around him and everything. And I, I thought he was just one of the guys on the team. Um, you know, when I think of a player's coach, I, I, I think of Coach Carty. How does he motivate you guys to just continue to get better every day? Um, how does he inspire you guys to do that? Well, really, we, the way that I see it is I see it through his accomplishments at such a young age. He's been able to do a lot. And really, that inspires me. And being closer to our age, he's able to connect more, to talk freely. So that helps a lot as well. I can see why, why that would be the case. Um, now, you know, we talked about education being important, um, you know, off the pitch things just as important from the accolades and things like that that I see you guys receiving. Tell us, what are some things that you're involved with outside of soccer? How do you like to give back? Um, well, currently I am the president of Spanish Club. I'm also on the Pep Rally Committee and the leader of the student section at football games. Gotcha. 
So you're taking that soccer hooliganism a little bit to uh, American football and uh, sharing that passion, right? Of course. So did you have a uh, – who is your Champions League team then? Let me ask you that. Who are you rooting for? So I was rooting for Ajax because they were a younger team. I really like that. But I can't – I mean, can't help but admire Tottenham coming back and really going through. So I'm excited for that. Yeah, it was definitely pretty special. Um, tell me, what's a piece of advice? What's something that Coach Cartier has kind of shared with you in relation to soccer or something you've learned kind of that you've tried to apply off the pitch just in your everyday life? Well, it's going to sound kind of cheesy, but really it's just he taught me never to give up. I was going through some things sophomore year, and he really helped me with soccer to see that everyone has their own path in life and it helped me off the field, getting my grades up, getting back into the community. So that helped a lot. And I'm really proud of, of Luis, you know, sorry to interject, Scott, but, you know, he, he's someone who worked his way up through the ranks. You know, we've got players on our team like Angel Bacho and like Jose Gallegos who were varsity starters as freshmen. And Luis is a player who developed through our JV program, made varsity his junior year after responding very well to, to the conversations that, that he just mentioned. Um, didn't play a huge role in the varsity his junior year, but really made the most of, of training every single day. And in the off season between his junior and his senior year, just came on so strong and unquestionably established himself that he was going to be the starter at right back for his senior year. Um, his maturity and, and leadership qualities, you know, sort of naturally set him apart where, you know, even though it was his first year starting for us, everyone looked to him as the captain and it was very natural. And we wouldn't have done what we did this year without his leadership. So he's someone who I think represents what our, our program is, is about because um, we want to be known for, for player development leading to success. And, and anyone can get lucky and have a talented player or a talented class and, and come through and look good for a few years. But it's young men like Luis that are why we've been able to sustain our success and really have a legacy um, at the program at Central Catholic that's beyond just having a good team one or two years when some talent happened to come through. And that's a great point, just the development that you guys have there. It's not just a, a recruiting process that you're developing these players and everything. And Luis, kudos to you, man, for pushing through it. You know, some of us got to try a little bit harder. We weren't blessed with uh, all the uh, innate gifts and talent and ability. So uh, that, I'm happy to hear that, man. That's that's quite an accomplishment and pretty amazing. Um, Coach, I'm curious, you know, speaking of just competition and everything, um, one of uh, my other uh, guests wanted to uh, ask, you know, if you guys had ever considered potentially making the transition over to UIL. I know Jesuit did that right around my senior year up there in Dallas, and I just wasn't sure, you know, what some of the uh, pros would be for that or just kind of some reasons maybe why you hadn't considered doing that. Yeah, there, there are two um, private Catholic schools, Straight Jesuit in Houston and Jesuit College Prep in Dallas, as you mentioned, that have joined the UIL. Obviously, that's a, a petition process on the part of the entire school and, and all of the teams in the athletic department. And then the UIL has to decide whether or not to approve that. They also uh, give consideration to what class you would enter. Uh, based on an equation that they have to, to try to determine whether you'd come in as 
equivalent to 4A or 5A or 6A um, if you're a smaller school, and especially for us since we're an all-boys school. Um, in our case, even though Central Catholic would, would come in at, as a 5A, you know, in our non-district schedule, we're already competing against all of the top 6A teams in the area. And, um, you know, I, I think we're in a very fortunate situation schedule-wise right now that permits us to go to the North Texas Elite Showcase and to play those games against Lee and Reagan and other top competition um, while still competing in TAPS with other schools that maybe uh, look a little bit more like us and, and share a common ethic that, that unites that league. No, absolutely. And, and and you guys do. I mean, when y'all compete against Lee and Johnson and everything like that, y'all hold your own against them. You know, uh, this season, for whatever reason, uh, definitely wasn't maybe your year against some of those teams. Uh, Luis, what was it like? You know, I think it was Johnson and Reagan this year that um, both were, were losses kind of after that um, initial success. What happened maybe in those games? How did you guys bounce back from that? Uh, well, really can't really do anything but give kudos to them. They're both great teams, both played very well against us. And um, we tried to hold our own and we stayed there, but they just were able to finish it off. And really the only way we could bounce back is just bringing back together the brotherhood that we have. We're a very close team, a close-knit family. And I like to think of it like we're not gonna let one person like, or we're not gonna let our team down. We all push for each other. We all try for each other. So with that, we're able to move up and move on. Well, and that starts with the captains, I feel like. You know, you guys got to be the ones to motivate everybody after a loss like that. Obviously, Lee had, you know, one heck of a, a record-breaking season and everything with their trip to the eventual uh, state championship there in 6A. So, uh, yeah, the talent here in San Antonio, like I say, it goes back to that argument of uh, who's got the better teams, Texas or, or California. And I still think Texas is is the place to be. But um, Coach Carty, thank you so much for joining us. I appreciate you coming on and, and talking to us and everything about y'all season. Uh, Luis, I just want to wish you the best of luck next year there at St. Mary's. Um, did you have any just final thank yous, any coaches that you just want to thank from along the way, parents, anything like that? So I'm going to start off. There's kind of a list going on. But, okay. Uh, I just want to thank uh, my dad initially. He's the one that brought me to soccer and really made me love the sport. And my older brother, Alex, as well. He wasn't very good, but he did try to teach me and do what he could. And uh, my first club coach, Coach Diana, she was one of the, my leading mentors. And obviously, Coach Cartier really helped me to be where I am today. Awesome, awesome. Well, again, Coach Cartier, thank you so much for coming on. I'm sure I'll be seeing you around. I know we were already talking about the uh, Open Cup match and everything uh, before the show. So looking forward to uh, seeing you out there on the soccer fields. Thank you so much for the opportunity. I really appreciate the, the coverage. I mean, we've got great individual players and a great team, and I'm, I'm happy for them to get the recognition that they've earned through their hard work. Absolutely. I'm looking forward to seeing you play at the next level and uh, watching you guys next season and seeing if we can make it four in a row now. That's the goal. <laughs> All right. Well, you guys have a good evening. Thank you once again. Appreciate it, Scott.